0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Ethan Crumbly has pleaded guilty to murder, attempted murder, terrorism, and weapons charges related to the massacre at Oxford High School last November. The 16-year-old quietly said yes as the assistant prosecutor read through each count today. M and Charlie Langton was at the Oakland County Circuit Courthouse.
0: Ethan Cromley didn't show a ton of remorse as he pled as he pleaded guilty to 24 total counts, including the uh, first-degree murder as well as terrorism. This is for the Oxford High School incident back in November, shooting 11, killing four. We did find out though, something I don't think we knew about, that he did ask. That's Ethan asked his father to buy the gun, and that Ethan used his own money, and that the gun was never locked up. Now Crumley's attorney, Paulette Michelle Lofton, should your client be sentenced to life in prison. Uh, That's a decision that the court will have to make. Obviously, I've gotten to know Mr. Crumbly, um, and I think through the Miller hearing, the court will and the public will as well, and that's a decision the judge will have to make. Now, the Miller hearing is a sentencing for juveniles. It's not automatic that he'll spend life in prison without parole. They have to have a hearing where both sides will present evidence as to whether or not Ethan Crumbly could spend life without parole or some kind of term of years. The minimum, by the way, is 25 years. Charlie Langton, Michigan News Network.
1: A husband and wife are dead of gunshot wounds after a weekend incident in Cass County. Michigan State Police say first responders were called to a home in the 1100 block of Shady Shores Drive in Howard Township about 1030 a.m. Sunday. They found a 46-year-old woman deceased outside the home with gunshot wounds. A 42-year-old man was found dead with gunshot wounds inside the home. Neighbors reported hearing gunshots the previous evening. State police say the deaths are an isolated incident and there are no known suspects at large. They say there's no danger to the community. Anyone with information on the deaths is asked to contact Michigan State Police. Candidates running for office spent the weekend campaigning and looking for votes around Michigan. Brian J is running against incumbent Republican Congresswoman Elisa McLean in the newly drawn 9th District. That includes parts of Oakland and, o- and Macomb counties and the Thumb. Jay is the attorney and says abortion's a big issue for voters.
2: I want to get into this office and I want to fight for every voter and every constituent, you know, not only in my district, but obviously this is Congress throughout America. So we're really focused on a few things and we're really uh, we're really hitting hard on uh, a woman's fundamental right to choose. I think that's going to be a huge issue in November.
1: For her part, McLean says her priorities include balancing the federal budget, cutting taxes and business regulations and putting congressional term limits in place. While absentee votes are being turned in, the election is November 8th. A new business trying to bring families together through play and coffee is nearly ready to open in St. Joseph. The Little Things Play Cafe is set to host a ribbon-cutting ceremony with the Southwest Michigan regional chamber on Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. The cafe, owned by Berry and Springs residents Britt and Eric Webb, features a Montessori-inspired play area for the kids, as well as couches and coffee for parents and caregivers. Brit Webb tells Moody on the Market they want to offer a space that feels like a living room, but also allow families to connect with each other. During the event this week, visitors will get to see a sneak peek of the space, get full details for open play, and purchase discounted gift cards before the business officially opens. Indiana Michigan Power is taking applications from teachers for its Teacher Vision Grants to boost academic, academic growth throughout the region. Spokesperson Kerry Olenkamp tells us I&M and AEP give out the grants to help teachers buy robots, circuitry boards, construction tools, and to sponsor science, technology, engineering, and math camp scholarships, among other things.
2: This grant is open to any projects with any academic focus and goal that improve student achievement. And we're obviously interested in things that focus on science, mathematics, technology, and of course the study of energy and sustainable environment and energy efficiency.
1: Camp says the company gave out $8,000 in the grants to 21 teachers last year for projects proposed by the teachers. It's just
2: one way for us to say, hey, for the teachers in our service territories, if you have engaging ways that you want to try to maybe try something new in your classroom, we want to be able to help you do that.
1: Projects with any academic focus and a goal to improve student achievement will be considered. However, I&M and IEP have a special interest in science, mathematics, technology, the study of energy and sustainable environment, and energy efficiency. The deadline to apply is December 16th. We'll have information for applying on our website. The South Haven Rotary Club and the South Haven Center for the Arts have announced a $2,500 grant to support the center's education and outreach programming in the coming year. The Rotary says the gift will help to underwrite the work of retired South Haven educator and artist Sarah Rydecki who's been retained to provide arts education to kids and to train other artists to teach. The South Haven Center for the Arts says the support will help it boost cultural education in the community. It says the funds will go to use this fall and spring. The grant was presented to the Center for the Arts last week. The Rotary Club of South Haven over the past two years has donated more than $150,000 in support of local, regional, and international nonprofit initiatives. There's a proposed new rule by the U.S. Department of Labor on independent contractors, and the Small Business Association of Michigan does not like it. Here's SBAM President and CEO Brian Kelly.
2: They've also made the rules very subjective, and um, and that's very risky for a small business on both sides of the transaction, both for a person operating as an independent contractor, but also for small businesses who hire independent contractors because they don't necessarily have enough work in a particular function to warrant a a new full-time employee.
1: Kelly suggests those opposed to the proposed rule contact the U.S. Department of Labor by November 28th. They have a link for comments at sbam.org. And an oversupply of the cannabis flower has caused major retail competition between marijuana dispensaries around Michigan. Jerry Mullen, the owner of Greenhouse Walled Lake, says cannabis prices have dropped about 50 percent Meaning marijuana is just about the only thing that's gotten cheaper lately. This has caused the marijuana businesses to close.
2: Prices are cheap. There's an oversupply and the demand is still there. But now there's so many growers and processors in the market. They're all cannibalizing each other. And then what happens is some of these retail owners, um, they, they want to put each other out of business. And some of these guys have started price wars.
1: Consumers benefit from price wars because of low and competitive prices. But Mullen says the benefits only short term. Low cannabis prices can cause businesses to close, and less competition in the market will raise prices back up. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg. WSJM News Now continues. Another month, another leader in Britain. Former Treasury Secretary Rishi Sunak has become the next Prime Minister of the U.K., Details from Tom Rivers in London.
2: Losing to Liz Truss last time, this time the 42-year-old secures the top job. He says, I am humbled and honored to have the support of my parliamentary colleagues and to be elected as leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. It's something, he says, that's... The greatest privilege of my life, to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. The hard work begins immediately on the huge economic and political problems facing the country. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London.
1: Ukrainian authorities are claiming increasing success in shooting down Iranian-built drones launched by Russia to terrorize the public. The head of Ukraine's intelligence service said today Ukraine's forces have shot down 70% of around 330 kamikaze drones that Russia has fired through Saturday. Russian officials doubled down on their claims of a possible dirty bomb radioactive attack, which Ukraine and the West both say is not coming from Ukraine. In cities and towns across the war-torn country, Ukrainians are bracing for less electric power this winter. Following a sustained Russian barrage on infrastructure, authorities are racing to rebuild damaged facilities while ordinary Ukrainians are trying to conserve energy. President Joe Biden talked to the midterms today at the Democratic National Committee headquarters. He touted his administration's achievements and rallied staffers and volunteers there, ABC's Karen Travers has the latest. President Biden dropped by the DNC to give a pep talk to staffers, volunteers and grassroots donors. A visit that comes with just 15 days until the midterm elections. The president declaring if Democrats can turn out their voters, they'll win. Whether we uh, maintain control of the Senate and the House is a big deal. And uh, so far we're running against the tide and we're beating the tide. President Biden said he'll be going to a bunch of districts between now and November 8th. The White House hasn't announced his schedule, but that would be a change of pace for him, given his light midterm campaign travel schedule compared to his predecessors. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. New national test results show the pandemic spared no part of the country as it caused historic learning setbacks for America's children. Every single state saw math or reading scores decline in the latest results from the National Assessment for Education Progress. National math scores saw their largest decrease ever, and reading scores fell back to 1992 levels. This year was the first time the test was given since 2019, and it's seen as the first nationally representative study of the pandemic's effects on learning. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona called the results unacceptable, saying schools must redouble efforts to help students recover. The November midterm election is now 15 days away. Americans around the country are already casting ballots and record numbers in early voting. More from sees Justin Finch for the look at the debates and two closely watched contests.
2: Hot debates this week as both parties vie for wins in national and state level races. Florida's candidates for governor preparing for debate tonight and polling shows Republican incumbent Ron DeSantis leading Democrat and former Governor Charlie Crist. In the crucial Pennsylvania Senate race, polls show Republican Mehmet Oz closing in on Democrat John Fetterman. The two set for debate Tuesday. Fetterman's team revealing he could face challenges on that debate stage after suffering a Stroke in May. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
1: Two suspected Chinese intelligence officials have been charged with attempting to obstruct a criminal investigation and prosecution into Chinese tech giant Huawei. That's according to court documents unsealed today. The two men are accused of trying to direct a person they believed was a cooperator with the U.S. government to provide inside information about the Justice Department's investigation, including about witnesses, trial evidence, and potential new charges. 11 other Chinese nationals have been charged with various additional offenses and cases, including harassment of individuals in the U.S. that FBI Director Christopher Wray said show China's, quote, economic assaults and their rights violations are part of the same problem. There is shock in the Beverly Hills and Los Angeles areas after anti-Semitic flyers were left on doorsteps over the weekend. People were seen on a freeway overpass showing a Nazi salute with banners in support of recent anti-Semitic comments by rapper Kanye West. More maybe sees Alex Stone in L.A. The
2: Jewish Federation of Greater L.A. believes the flyers are the work of a fringe group. In law enforcement, there is worry the hate filled words could escalate to hate filled violence. Ivan Wolkind of the Jewish Federation says what was seen in L.A. over the weekend was spurred by Kanye West.
0: That was kind of an aha
2: moment. Okay, this is, you know, this is a direct consequence of hate speech that's been, that's been carried out on a very, very large national stage. Police in the Beverly Hills area say they are investigating the anti-Semitic flyers left on doorsteps on Sunday. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles.
1: A gunman broke into a St. Louis high school this morning, fatally shooting a woman and a teenage girl and wounding six others before police killed him. The shooting just after 9 a.m. at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School forced students to barricade doors and huddle in classroom corners, jump from windows, and run from the building. One terrorized girl said she was eye-to-eye with the shooter before his gun apparently jammed and she was able to run. Speaking at a news conference, the police commissioner said the shooter was about 20 years old but did not provide a name for him or the victims. And the Supreme Court has intervened in a criminal investigation into the 2020 election. Here's ABC's Justin Finch. Conservative
2: Justice Clarence Thomas who oversees the 11th Circuit Appeals Court granting South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham's request for a stay of a district court order for his testimony Monday. For months, a Georgia grand jury has sought to question Graham in its probe into alleged efforts by former President Trump and others to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Graham's testimony now on hold again as the 11th Circuit decides whether or not that subpoena will stand. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
1: WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast report.